All right, let's turn in our Bibles to Daniel chapter number 5. Daniel chapter number 5. Rachel told me as I was leaving this morning uh, that Brother Toby preached out of the book of Daniel this morning. And uh, our Sunday school lesson with the young people was out of the book of Daniel. So I guess that's just where the Lord has us right now. Uh, Daniel chapter number 5. We're going to uh, read a little bit tonight. We're going to start with verse number 1, if you would just bear with me. And we'll try to mind the Lord. Uh, chapter 5, verse number 1. It says, Belshazzar the king made a great feast to a thousand of his lords and drank wine before the thousand. Belshazzar, whilst he tasted the wine, commanded to bring the golden and silver vessels which his father, Nebuchadnezzar, had taken out of the temple which was in Jerusalem, that the king and his princes, his wives, and his concubines might drink therein. Then they brought the golden vessels that were taken out of the temple of the house of God which was at Jerusalem, and the king and his princes and his wives and his concubines drank in them. They drank wine and praised the gods of gold and of silver, of brass, of iron, of wood, and of stone. In the same hour came forth fingers of a man's hand and rode over against the candlestick upon the plaster of the wall of the king's palace. And the king saw the part of the hand that wrote. Then the king's countenance was changed, and his thoughts troubled him, so that the joints of his loins were loosed and his knees smote one against another. The king cried aloud to bring in the astrologers, the Chaldeans, and the soothsayers. And the king spake and said to the wise men of Babylon, Whosoever shall read this writing and show me the interpretation thereof shall be clothed with scarlet and have a chain of gold about his neck and shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. Then came in all the king's wise men, but they could not read the writing nor make known to the king the interpretation thereof. Let's skip down to verse 13. Then was Daniel brought in before the king. And the king spake and said unto Daniel, Art thou Daniel, which art of the children of the captivity of Judah? whom the king my father brought out of Jewry. I have even heard of thee that the spirit of the gods is in thee, and that light and understanding and excellent wisdom is found in thee. And now the wise men, the astrologers, have been brought in before me, that they should read this writing and make known unto me the interpretation thereof. But they could not show the interpretation of the thing. And I have heard of thee that thou canst make interpretations and dissolve doubts, now, if thou canst read the writing and make known to me the interpretation thereof, thou shalt be clothed with scarlet and have a chain of gold about thy neck and shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. Then Daniel answered and said before the king, Let thy gifts be to thyself and give thy rewards to another. Yet I will read the writing unto the king and make known unto him the interpretation. O thou king, the most high God gave Nebuchadnezzar thy father a kingdom and majesty and glory and honor. And for the majesty that he gave him, all people, nations, and languages trembled and feared before him. Whom he, would, whom he would, he slew, and whom he would, he kept alive. And whom he would, he set up, and whom he would, he put down. But when his heart was lifted up and his mind hardened in pride, he was deposed from his kingly throne, and they took his glory from him. And he was driven from the sons of men, and his heart was made like the beasts, and his dwelling was with the wild asses. They fed him with grass like oxen, and his body was wet with the dew of heaven, till he knew that the Most High God ruled in the kingdom of men, and that he appointeth over it whomsoever he will. And thou his son, O Belshazzar, hast not humbled thine heart, though thou knewest all this, but hast lifted up thyself against the Lord of heaven, 
and they have brought the vessels of his house before thee, and thou and thy lords, thy wives, and thy concubines have drunk wine in them. And thou hast praised the gods of silver and gold, of brass, iron, wood, and stone, which see not, nor hear, nor know, and the God in whose hand thy breath is, and whose are all thy ways, hast thou not glorified. Then was the part of the hand sent from him, and this writing was written, and this is the writing that was written, Mini, Mini, Tekel, Eupharsin. This is the interpretation of the thing. Mini, God hath numbered thy kingdom and finished it. Tekel, thou art weighed in the balances and art found wanting. And Paris, thy kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and the Persians. Let's read verse 17 one more time. Daniel answered and said before the king, Let thy gifts be to thyself, give thy rewards to another. Yet I will read the writing unto the king and make known to him the interpretation. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for another opportunity to stand up here and to preach your word. Lord, I, I pray tonight that you would please help me to convey this message that you've given uh, to our church, Lord, that we may be a shining light in our community. Uh, Lord, I know that it is only you and you alone that can work in the hearts of each of these individuals that have made an effort to be here tonight. So, Father, I pray uh, that you would uh, do that work in their hearts, that they would be submitted and that they would listen, uh, Lord, that, that we all as a, as a group would grow closer to Christ and be uh, more effective in our Christianity. Lord, we ask all these things in the name of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right, so <clears throat> thank you for bearing with me through reading all of those verses. And uh, in this fifth chapter, I wanted to set up, set up um, the scene, so to say, of what we're going to preach on. Um, we have, most of us, been familiarized with this passage. And I could spend time on, on preaching of the writing on the wall or the sin in, in which was uh, brought in, but those, those things are not my focus tonight. Um, what I want to preach on is nothing astounding. Um, it's, it's nothing that, uh, as Brother Toby says, sometimes going to knock your socks off. Um, I believe that it's God's uh, mind for us tonight to just focus on one characteristic in which Daniel had, and that was the boldness in which he dealt with with the king. Um, we as Christians cannot be effective unless we are bold Christians. And I believe that uh, in the time in which we are in right now, 2015, um, that Christians are at a position to where they have never been weaker than they have at any point in America. Um, I believe this is uh, majorly due to the fact that Christians have uh, lost the ability, uh, not the ability, they have not been as familiar with the Word of God as they have been in times past. And because of that, they have not been as bold as they have been in times past. Uh, you know, Rachel and I, when we were on our trip going out to Colorado, um, we traveled through a lot of different states. And, and w along the way, we stopped at a few different churches. Uh, we didn't stop in for the service because time didn't allow, but mainly it was because they were Catholic, and I wouldn't have stopped anyway. Um, but we stopped at them because they were pretty churches. They were nice churches. Rachel took some pictures. Um, but, you know, most of the churches that we passed on the way through there were non-denominational churches. And no particular state um, had uh, any more than the other. It was just a majority all around. Uh, and I think that it's important to note that in America, uh, that is the shift that Christians have moved into. Um, the, the modern movement of Christianity, which has become lighthearted and has removed so many of the uh, principles and the foundations in which we build our faith on have been completely set aside. And because of this, 
I believe that we see less and less people saved. I don't know about you, but uh, I like coming to church and I like seeing all y'all's faces and shaking your hands and, and doing those things. But the, the main thing that I want to see is I want to see people saved. I want to see people that are lost and hell-bound uh, come to know Jesus Christ, their life be changed forever, and they live a life that is glorifying and honoring to Jesus uh, instead of a life that's given to Satan and to sin. Uh, and so, like I said, I just want to spend a few moments briefly this evening focusing on being a bolder Christian. Um, first thing I want us to notice out of this, Daniel, he, when he was dealing uh, with this king, he purposed that he was going to glorify God in truth uh, rather than glorify himself with the riches that the king offered to him. Um, if you if you read back through the book of Daniel, uh, you can see, and y'all bear with me, I'm so used to, to preaching to the teens. I, I sometimes preach as if y'all have never read your Bible, so y'all just bear with me. But if you read back through the book of Daniel, you can see, that may be true for some people, but if you read through, back through the book of Daniel, you'll see um, as Daniel is, is brought in uh, to the kingdom of Nebuchadnezzar, um, how he is taken captive, and he does many things that um, bring God glory. He, he takes a stand for God, and, and uh, Daniel becomes a person of reputation and somebody that is known. Um, and he comes before uh, the king, Belshazzar, here uh, to interpret what none other has been able to interpret beforehand. Uh, now, there was a reward that was offered, but it was not Daniel's focus on the reward. His focus was on bringing God honor and bringing God uh, glory. And he was purposed in doing that regardless of the consequence unless it brought with that it could have brought with it. Um, we cannot, as Christians, really move forward if we are afraid of the things that may come back towards us for standing up for, for Christ. Um, you know... I'm 29 years old. I, I'm not, I don't consider myself old. I'm sure most of y'all laugh at me even saying something like that. I, I consider myself a fairly young man. Um, I have seen more change in this country than, than I ever could have imagined as a 29-year-old. And I'm not just talking about America. I'm talking about in general. Things are worse and worse and worse. And as sin increases and as our uh, our government and those that are in power turn away from God, as, men, as more churches truly turn away from true doctrine and, and the teachings of the Word of God, uh, there become less and less of us that actually stand up for God, and we become uh, under the category of being the radical. Um, we have to not be afraid of anything that could happen to us uh, whenever we decide that we're going to take a stand for the Lord. Uh, I mean, think about missionaries in times past that have uh, traveled and have gone to different places that have uh, encountered real danger in the places that they have gone in. Uh, dangers that we don't even know, that we don't even consider. I mean, imagine what it's like even today for missionaries that are over in the Middle East. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but that's a terrifying thought even to me, to be over there and to share the Word of God knowing that there's people that want to take my life. Um, we're we're in a position right now in which it, it could be coming down the line very soon uh, that any of us that take a stand against uh, gay marriage, against abortion, against these things that are being pushed and pushed and pushed, those things could put us in jail. Uh, those things could get us in a position of of, uh, of being turned away or, or uh, losing our jobs or uh, the worst being put in jail or even eventually death. 
which I believe is, is a little bit further away. But what I'm getting at is this. We can't, if we're afraid of, uh, if we're afraid that somebody's going to cuss us out for telling about Jesus Christ, how in the world are we ever going to take on the, this, this dying country that's dying and going to hell if we're afraid to talk to Joe Schmo down the street and knock on his door and tell him about Jesus Christ? I mean, the reality of it is most of y'all don't have a problem with coming to church on Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. But we've got to get out and do more than that. We, we have to get it set in our heart. We have to do like Daniel did and purpose in our heart that we're going to be bold regardless of the consequence that may come with that, that we're going to give the gospel. I remember uh, whenever I was in college, I, I used to go and hand out uh, tracts. Uh, on the side of the on the side of the road there, as, as in between classes, and sometimes people would gladly take it. Young Christian people, they take it and smile and say thank you. And uh, some people would throw it at you and spit at you and, and all kinds of stuff. And uh, what I'm getting at is, just coming to church three times a week, uh, that alone is not going to to get people coming in here and, and getting born again. Um, we have to go out. We have to make the effort in the workplace. We have to make the effort with the neighbors, with the strangers. We have to be open in our hearts to the direction in which God may lead us at any moment to deal with somebody and to share the gospel with them. So, another thing, Daniel purposed that he would leave the riches to another and his sole purpose would be to glorify God. Um, if your intent in your life is not, number one, to bring uh, glory to Jesus Christ, then something is wrong, um, and you're not living the way God intended for you to live within His will. Um, it's God's will uh, that all of us bring glory to Christ in, in our actions and the way that we live and the things that we do and the way that we speak. Uh, and it was Daniel's intent, more than anything else, not to gain the things that the king was willing to offer him, but to do that which God wanted him to do. Um, I, you know, some people, for example, have given testimonies. I, I know of a man in particular that uh, he was a businessman. He was a, uh, he was on the road to be a wealthy man. Uh, he could have he could have had all the things that this world wanted to offer him, but God called him into the ministry, and that's the direction that he went into because that's what God wanted for his life. We ought to wake up each and every morning in tune to what God's wanting us to do for that day, not focused on well, it's Monday, I've got this. Uh, thing I've got to do at work today or I need to be focused on this or this bill needs to be sent out or this and that. We need to be focused first and foremost when our feet hit the ground on God, what is it that you want from me today? What is it that you want me to do today? Please put somebody in front of me that is ready to hear the gospel. Uh, convict me and, and show me and lead me and, and, and put me in that position so that I can see somebody saved today. I wonder how many of us are waking up each morning asking God to let us lead somebody to the Lord that day. In reality, how many of us are doing that? Waking up every day saying, I mean, most of us, I don't know about you, I'm happy if I can get through the day without getting mad and in the flesh and throwing something at somebody. You know, we ought to be waking up each day hoping and praying and asking God to put somebody that's lost in front of us that we can share the gospel with and lead to salvation. Uh, another thing, thirdly, Daniel's boldness increased as he saw God work in his life. Again, reading through the book of Daniel... Uh, you can see that Daniel had uh, prophesied that he had followed God, uh, and he didn't step down from this, but he did it more so, even more. He he had no issue with sharing the truth. And, and as we grow in our Christian life, uh, we ought to take uh, another step 
on a regular basis outside of our comfort zone. Um, I don't know about Brother Toby. He probably uh, came out of the womb preaching. But uh, for me, uh, it, it takes a little bit of, of uh, effort to actually uh, get outside of my comfort zone and to do what I believe is God's will for my life. Um, we ought to not say, well, it's not God's will for me to do this or to do that. I could say today it's not God's will for me to be a missionary. And as of today at six-something, it's not God's will for me to be a missionary, but He may change my heart tomorrow. And I need to be open and willing to do that. Uh, unless, I, unless I have a... What I'm getting at here is a having it purposed in our heart, having a mindset and, a, and an intent to boldly serve God the way God intended us to do. Uh, we have not got in the position that we are in with weak churches and with low numbers of people getting saved because we've been doing things as we ought to. We're like that because we have not been serving in the way in which we ought to be serving. Daniel's boldness increased as he saw God work in his life. I want us to notice another thing. He purposed that he would not be a respecter of persons. Um, Let's read over around verse number 22. He says, And thou, his son, O Belshazzar, hast not humbled thine heart, though thou knewest all this, but hast lifted up thyself against the Lord of heaven. And they have brought the vessels of his house before thee, and thou and thy lords, thy wives, thy concubines have drunk wine in them. And thou hast praised the gods of silver, of gold, of brass, iron, wood, and stone, which see not, nor hear, nor know. And the God in whose hand thy breath is, and whose are all thy ways, hast thou not glorified. Uh, Daniel could have been, uh, could have stepped back uh, from telling the king exactly how it was that he had disobeyed uh, what God had wanted, what he had not done, what God had expected. Uh, what, he had displeased God by, by taking these vessels. Um, but Daniel just told him like it is. Um, We've all seen TV preachers and, and the likes of folks getting on there and that don't want to talk about hell and that don't want to talk about sin, but they're fine with uh, talking about heaven and, and healing and paychecks and, and this and that. Um, I, I just want to tell the truth. I just want to tell people that Christ loves them, that He died for them, that unless they get saved, they're bound, and, 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 uh, they're bound for hell, and that's where they'll spend eternity. And that I don't want them to go there, and that if they'd let me, I'd love to show them in the Bible how, how uh, they can be saved and be born again. That's all I want. I just want people to be led to Jesus Christ. But that can't be done if we're afraid to, to if we become a respecter of person, um, if we are too afraid to deal with people because of their position. Uh, what if God had us told us, uh, I want you to talk to your boss today, and I want you to be firm about it. I want you to, today is the day. We don't know what God's been doing in that man or woman's heart. Maybe God's been convicting that person for years. And, and if we would just listen, that might be the day that they get saved. But so often times, and listen, when I say you, 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 half the time I'm meaning me, me, me. So don't get too upset. But half the time we... we we think to ourselves, no, God, not today, or they're in a bad mood today, or I shouldn't do this today, it's not a good time. And We ought to stop worrying about our timing and, and thinking things through uh, the way that with our own logic is, as we like to do. And we ought to just trust God. Right. We ought to just do what God's leading us to do. We ought to just share the gospel as God wants us to share it and not be a respecter of person. Daniel's boldness was grounded on the full authority of God. Um, we all have opinions, and I could go out and, and we could share our opinion. I, when I, whenever I was young and, and in school, there was guys that I knew that was lost, and we would talk about the Bible and, 
most of the time it was just a roundabout argument. And as I got older, I understood that there's some things that, uh, some ways that you have conversations about the Bible and some ways that you don't. Uh, and if you're just going roundabout, it's kind of a waste of time. But when we share the Word of God, we can do it knowing um, that this is the only truth that exists in this entire world. And we can speak this with authority. Uh, you don't have to be the preacher to be able to tell people uh, what the Bible says about them, to be able to tell, uh, tell them what the Bible says about sin, uh, what the Bible says about salvation and about heaven and about hell. Uh, we ought to be familiarized with the Word of God enough that we can boldly speak the Word of God to other people. What a great opportunity it is, if we are familiar with the Word of God, to see somebody going through a difficult time at work or in our neighborhood and say, well, let me tell you what God says about this. There, there's your open door right there. And you start dealing with them right there about, the, about uh, what God says about something and lead the, the direction towards salvation. Unless our eyes are focused on trying to see opportunities, see an inroad to lead somebody to salvation, uh, then we're, we're just wasting our time and, and we're not really doing what God has intended us uh, to do daily by trying to lead others to Christ. So uh, he was grounded on the full authority of the, God, uh, the Word of God, of what God had given him, uh, but also his boldness reminded the king of his lowly state before God. You know, it's not a bad thing for people to know their position before an almighty God, you know? I mean, even, even if it is uh, somebody that's in a, a higher earthly position than you are, uh, and I'm not telling all, all y'all to go out you know, and throw your Bibles at your boss tomorrow morning, uh, but I am telling you that you know, we ought to speak with authority to share the Word of God with people and let them know their position before God. You know, when, when we knock on doors, when Brother Toby and I knock on doors, uh, you can't tiptoe around dealing about salvation with somebody uh, unless you, you go straight into dealing with uh, whether they've ever accepted Jesus Christ, prayed and trusted Christ to save them from their sin, talk about sin, talk about hell, talk about these different kinds of things. Um, it's okay for people to be reminded of how low a position that they really are before God. It probably would be a good thing for a lot of young people to understand their position before God. Young people are lifted up very much so these days, and they're and there's nothing wrong with encouragement and things like that, but our young people ought to understand that, that they are born into sin. Um, and without Christ, they are bound for hell. And so we see Daniel's boldness was grounded in the authority of the Word of God. It reminded the king of his lowly estate, uh, but also his boldness revealed the divine plan of God. Uh, God has a will for each of our lives. You know, uh, for some of you that are a little older in age, uh, hopefully it will be encouraging. You know, if you're here, God still has uh, a purpose for you to be here to bring Him glory and to lead others to salvation. Um, I don't believe in just hanging up the hat. Now, I do believe sometimes that it gives you liberty to take things slower, this or that, depending on health. And I'm not in anybody's shoes and I'm not getting on to anybody, so please don't think that. What I'm trying to do is encourage you and tell you that if you've got a breath in you and your heart's beating, then God has a purpose for you today and tomorrow and the day after. Uh, but it's not, it's not going to be fulfilled unless you're boldly going out and, and going after this to see what God would have you to do um, to fulfill this plan that God has for your lives. I try to tell our young people all the time, 
that God has a path in which He wants them to take. And with this path, uh, Satan makes crossroads and forks. And all the time, there's places that decisions have to be made. Um, and the only way that they can stay on the path that God wants them to be on is to be in tune with what God's will is for their life, to be in the Word of God, to have fellowship with Christ through prayer, to be faithful to the house of God, to share the gospel with others, uh, to do these basic things, these the principal foundations of our faith so that we can be effective Christians for Christ. God has not changed. Listen, our churches have changed. Ours hasn't. But churches have changed. Uh, Preachers have changed. God has not changed. Uh, The only reason that things are different now is because the, the, the basic principles of Christianity are not being followed as they were before because now we're too preoccupied with the thoughts and the concerns and the, the many different distractions that Satan throws before us. Uh, we can't fulfill that, that uh, plan unless we're, uh, unless we're listening to what God wants us to do. Uh, so lastly, Daniel knew that he could not fully fulfill God's will in his life if he lacked boldness. Listen, if Daniel had gone in to talk with the king and he had not... Uh, he he decided, well, God, I'm going to tell him kind of what you wanted me to in a sideways kind of way... Uh, things might not have worked out exactly as the way God intended them to work out. But um, Daniel moved forward with the king boldly, and we ought to move forward boldly in our Christian life. Daniel knew that being in God's will often requires defending himself spiritually. Um, Satan's on the attack. Uh, He wants to ruin each of our lives. He wants to bring sin into our lives. He wants to separate us from the house of God and from the fellowship of God. He wants to hurt and to harm us, uh, both young and old, everyone in every position, Uh, so that we can't bring glory and honor to Christ or won't bring glory and honor to Christ and so that others that would have been saved now won't get saved. Uh, We have to defend ourselves spiritually so that we can be effective for Christ. Um, Do you think, I mean, knowing that all the things that Daniel had had done for God, you know that uh, Satan... uh, bothered him on a daily uh, basis as he does each and every one of us. You know what? So oftentimes people become discouraged uh, when, you know, the Bible tells us that we ought to be encouraged. No, I mean, we know that we're doing God's will whenever these attacks come towards us. Satan tries to harm us and tries to hurt us. Um, We have to defend ourselves spiritually. I tell uh, young people again all all the time that um, they ought to be very cautious of the things that they see and the things that they hear or that they listen to. Um, because those are the ways that Satan can get into the, the hearts and minds of, of young people and old, old people and middle-aged people to try to uh, affect them and change them and bring them out of the will of God. Um, also, Daniel knew that being in God's will uh, required the removal of distractions. Um, look, I don't care. I'm sure nobody really cares if you've got uh, cable and Internet and, and smartphones and they're all linked together and you can... Send an email while you sit at your TV, and and you can. Brother Toby's laughing at me. I don't do any of that stuff hardly. Uh, you can connect all those things. That's all good and fancy. There's nothing wrong with any of that if it's used in a decent way. But but listen to me. We are way too distracted with the things of this world. We are way too focused on gaining and getting. And I'm just as guilty as anybody. Uh, that we, it takes it takes our focus off of. Uh, seeing other, leading other people to Jesus Christ. Satan doesn't have to get us um, into uh, some kind of terrible, wicked sin of drugs and alcohol and, and uh, running around on our spouse 
to to get us out of God's house and to get us from being effective Christians. He's completely fine with us still coming to church, um, being distracted by the things of this world, not studying, not reading our Bible, not praying, um, and just just going through the routine. He's fine with that because souls still aren't saved when we do that. And so we have to be aware of these things that God puts into our life and get things out as we need to. Um, you know, the whole reason that we don't let kids at camp have their phones and their televisions and, and all of that stuff is, is not because we're against it, because most of us have it back at the house, because we don't want those kids distracted by the things of this world. We want them solely focused on the Word of God. It'll do you a lot of good. You ought to commit one week to just turn off the television, put the phone away when you get home from work, to tell your boss whatever you got, turn it off, you're putting it away, uh, leave the computer alone, and just spend time with God in meditation, uh, uh, praying, uh, studying your Bible, and you would be amazed in the ways in which God will actually uh, speak to you and show you things, and, uh, and you'd be excited in the way that your fellowship would grow, get all these distractions out of your life. Uh, lastly, Daniel knew that being in God's will uh, meant boldly standing on the foundation of Jesus Christ when other folks will not. Um, again, like I told you, I didn't have anything astounding or that was going to blow your socks off. But this is what I want our, our ending focus to be on. We are going in a direction very swiftly in which we as, as a church, but as individuals, must make the decision in our heart what kind of Christian we're really going to be. If we're going to be the kind of Christian that's just going to be the, uh, the modern day sit to the side. Listen, those, are, those folks are going to fall out when, the stuff, when all this stuff starts coming down and people start getting taken to jail and doors start closing. Listen, people will be stepping down and staying home. Right. We have to decide what kind of Christian are we really? Are, are, we a, are we a true Bible Christian studying, praying, being faithful to the Word of God and seeking opportunities to lead others to the Lord? Or are we consumed with the distractions of this world? Have we become non-effective in the will of God, uh, for God's will uh, in our life? And when things get to the point that no others are willing to stand up for the name of Christ, do we know in our heart of hearts, are we willing to do that or are we not willing to do that?